If you've been listening to this series for the past couple of years, you are no stranger to the fact that we have a Patreon campaign, and you're no stranger to the fact that that campaign is what keeps everything we do going, not only on this series, but our entire network, including keeping our entire catalog of nearly 11 years of content online for anyone to listen to at any time. But there's a new thing on our Patreon campaign you might not know about, and that is the exclusive series that we have started covering every episode of the Disney Plus Star Wars streaming series, The Mandalorian. Every episode, we get together and talk about that episode much in the same vein and same spirit as we do these episodes of Star Wars in Character. To give you a little idea of what happens on those episodes, we've included a three-minute clip of the second episode of our exclusive Mandalorian series at the end of this recording. So once the music stops, there will be a three-minute preview of that series. Now, we record the series with a complete abandonment for spoilers, so there will be some spoiler information in that clip. So if you haven't seen this series yet and you don't want anything spoiled, be sure to turn this episode off before the credits end. So before we even get to that, if you want to learn more about how to support us and what we do on our Patreon campaign, please visit neozaz.com slash Patreon. I think he's in the ride, isn't he? No, he's not. No, I can't remember. I was too busy vomiting. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Jason Bog. I've been dying to do this one for so long. <laughs> I can't get him out of my head. Oh. 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 <laughs> I guess I can oh. say Jason Bog only part of him appears in Rogue One. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> not a lie, right? No, uh, I, yeah, I don't know we're ever going to see any more of them. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's been running through my mind all day. <laughs> I mean, I just can't get ahead. <laughs> don't ruin the names. Oh, all right. <laughs> Dave and you probably would know a lot of these. All I did was I went on Austin Powers. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I stole his his lines. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I think I'm getting the concept. I just, I don't, I'll have to hear one to get the okay. rhythm going. They don't really, you know what? And I hate to say this, but yeah, Tim's was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> He's not joining us tonight. So, all right. You can say we're not being joined by. There you all go. Right, well, I'll start with him. We're not being joined by not a good Tim. To lose one's head. <laughs> God. Uh, my name is. It's a shame he wasn't more headstrong, Chris. Where is, are you where? talking to yourself like headstrong, comma Chris? Correct. Where does the wh- where what what how? It doesn't because <laughs> okay. it, there's there, there's no C and C. It doesn't rhyme with Chris. It's just it's just. Quote from Austin Powers. I just put this is just mind. this is you officially giving up. I I, I got nothing left. <laughs> that that could be true. <laughs> um, I'll never be the head of a major corporation. Okay, there you go. How about that one? 
And not a good way to get ahead in life, Dave. Dave. And that's just meant towards you. All right. Oh, okay. That's flat out right to you. There's nothing to do with the fucking character. When you said you were <laughs> quoting Austin Powers, I thought you were, since he does all that sexual innuendo, I thought it was going to be something about oral sex somehow. Like other words for slang for oral sex. Like, oh. but I was way off, which I'm not sure he what that says for me. He can't give it, I tell you that. <laughs> Are you disappointed in yourself that now that Matt has reminded you of the the other use of head, you didn't do a bunch of names for that? I really am. Because there's times that someone says something nastier or thinks something more disgusting than I think of. And I'm like, damn it. Why didn't I think of that? But yeah, this is should have mentioned all about, you know, oral and, you know, BJs and Tonight semen. I am joined by Tomorrow Sex, Matt Lacio. <laughs> <laughs> and good. going down Dave Going down on Dave <laughs> You know what, delete all that earlier shit And put that in there <laughs> oh, only, if I, only if I could This episode's going to be so short we need all of it <laughs> I try to remember The scene in Austin Powers when that happens Is that when the 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 sharks, the laser With the lasers Is that when they eat like a guy's head or they something guy's head. I think that's a scene, yeah Okay. He, he, he kept on going with these fucking one-liners. And Elizabeth Hurley's just kind of standing there, mm-hmm. kind of putting up with it. Okay. And then and then she's like, "That's enough." And he's like, "Okay." But that's kind of like what Matt, Matt, and you did. You just were standing there, like, "All right, Chris, that's enough." That's pretty much. When did you start doing this bit? That's what we all do. <laughs> this is true. Very true. Head, head, or no head. This, this is true. <laughs> well, Matt, I'm I'm kind of curious. Why did you have no fucking head? Well, all right, let's find out. So, Kaysen Bog is in Rogue One, very, very briefly. So, he's a humanoid male, most notable for not having a head, if you hadn't figured that part out already. <laughs> so, if you really just need a visual for this, just type in Kaysen Bog. If you don't have your phone in front of you, it's C-A-Y-S-I... Well, how are you going to type it in, you idiot? But anyway, I just realized how I said it. <laughs> I idiot myself. C-A-Y-S-I-N-P-O-G. Take a look at him. Okay, so I actually want to thank that this this character has been in my no pun intended actually been in the back of my mind in my head for <laughs> since the Rogue One I think the second trailer because Ted Dastic Jr. actually pointed out that's the very first time that I was I, I noticed him because he pointed it out he he, he I think uh, Chris probably posted the trailer on our Facebook page and he said it like whatever the time code was like 45 seconds. What's up with the dude with no head. And then I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I always had that kind of uh, in my mind to check him out one day. And then when we took our, <laughs> I say our, my break, my usual two month Halloween break with my God, the way universal is doing their Halloween, it's going to be like a half year soon. But <laughs> when I had that time off and we're getting ready to get back, I'm like, let me see if this guy's got any story yet. And it's been long enough that he's got not only story from the movie, but they threw in a little bit from the comics. So just long enough to talk about. So there, that's who we're talking about. I guess I should get into the story now. <laughs> so the case in Bog, we know the one I just described. It's, it's kind of actually the end of his story because there's nothing about him uh, be- prior to what we see other than the fact that we know he was he, the original form of him, whatever you want to call him, his natural form. It was blown up during a raid on the moon. Uh, Jetta 
by the partisans. That's and I had to look that up. That's the official, I guess, title of Saw Gerrera and his misfit. So he got blowed up on the moon that we see him on in Rogue One, and then never, never left. At least most of them. Yeah, that's good. Part of them did. Yeah. So, so go ahead, dude. So he's like, so he's like, is, is he a ghost? He's not a ghost. No, he's, he's, he's okay. okay. There we go. We're you're going right into it. So he actually survived being blown okay. to pieces by a famous surgeon that we have covered on the show. Any guess what surgeon put him back together? Dr. Evazon. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Yep. And I guess that's a tie into why we see him in Punda Baba on that moon in this movie, possibly. But Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's not bad. We've, we've seen worse stretches. No, that's a good piece of reckoning. I, I, like, I like that a lot. Actually. Okay. So, Evazon, he was in the system at the time, but he was running his little side underground business under the alias Rufu. And as Dr. Rufu... Rufu the dog. I am just thinking that. Does somebody say Rufu? <laughs> <laughs> Poor... No, not really. Not at all. <laughs> that was the best turnaround port. And uh, no, no, no. Not poor any. So Amazon put him back together, and now since he managed to piece back Case and Bog into some kind of I don't even know what kind of life that would be, he now once he realized he could piece together back humanoids without their head, he started creating a new line of subservient cyborgs called decraniated cyborgs. They were, this is great. They were brainless, emotionless, and the tops of their heads were like, they looked like they had a visor on. Like It was like right at the spot where, where Lobot's visor is, but turned around. It was like a glass like uh, over their eyes. From the top of that up is gone. And we actually see these in Solo. So if you look up decraniated cyborgs, you'll see one from um solo and it was uh, i don't know the bad guy's name i i always think of chris when i can't think of his name it's vision i don't know what the hell his name is the guy that paul bettany yeah, yeah that guy it was one of yeah. his it was one of his um servants i believe serving some kind of something i have a picture you see this which i think is a woman come up and pour something and she's like i said from her the that eye visor up is completely missing she's a decreated cyborg are you brainless? Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's when the answer yes is appropriate. I like this too because it reminds me of the uh, spider droids and that whole, like the removing of the head uh, is yeah. always like freaky and stuff. Like even since you're little, like the the headless horseman story is like one of the oldest things you ever hear of around Halloween when you're a kid and it just freaks you out. Yeah. Okay. This is good. The um actually going back since I already opened the show with Halloween we'll go back to Halloween the Halloween uh Halloween Horror Nights interpretation of the headless horseman was almost exactly this it was from like the nose up There are those you see those people do like a Halloween costume where it's like they're holding their head on a plate Yes yes and it's their head obviously through the costume and then from you know up above them is a prosthetic shoulders and headless neck Yeah I love that 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 idea of that costume is what I thought of instantly when I learned who this was thirty seconds before okay. we started recording. <laughs> Actually, well, I'll go. Uh, I might forget because I, I don't think I put it in the behind the scenes. There is a behind the scenes shot of this actor, and it's not that. I mean, they didn't 
build up his shoulders or his neck or anything. They actually put a uh, um, that blue screen colored cloth, like a ba- literally bag over his head, and just digitally erased him his head out of it. You could actually uh, see that on uh, on on uh, if you search for it online. Case and Bog special effects, maybe I forget what it was, but you can see a guy walking around with a blue bag on his head. He's a, he's a pretty big ass dude too. Yes, 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 big. And his uh, well, we'll will we talk about it? I don't recall that i wrote these notes a while ago but his yeah his guts and everything are all like hanging out still he amazon didn't do a very good job putting <laughs> this guy back together there's good spilled out all over the floor <laughs> don't tell me he's a pilot because how the fuck can he fly with no fucking <laughs> no, eyes not, or face he's not a pilot i can okay. i can spoil that right away thank you so okay so once case and bog was reassembled he stayed in Jeddah. And he found, I actually wrote this. I, I, I'm ashamed of myself. He found it hard to get ahead in life. See? I know. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. Just celebrate it. <laughs> That's just as bad as the fucking names. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rem- now you know them? how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> so one day he was in Jetta City. And an Imperial Patrol led by an occupier tank rolled down the street. This is the actual scene we see in the movie. And he moved to one side to let the patrol pass. And when he did, that's when the partisan struck again and blew up the tank. Well, in the ensuing chaos, Kason actually manages to survive. And he finds a Tam Pulsa. This is, uh, th- that's the name of the character. And he was a former uh, military authority officer who went rogue to hunt down Dr. Evazon. So he also, he was also a heavily modified cyborg like Kaysen, not as uh, in the same way. In fact, if you look this character up, it looks like what you think of a cyborg as a big metal head and uh, metal arms and holding a gun. So he's got all his limbs and heads and, and well, one head. But he's got all this. He's got everything jetting out where it should be. Everything. I, lo- I love listening to you <laughs> describe the biology of this. <laughs> this is like we should tell everyone. This is thanks. It was it's Thanksgiving night. I ate so much, and I am so like I'm tired, but I'm happy to do this. But man, my mind is not working on all cylinders right now. It's like <laughs> been put back together by Doctor Amazon or something. And it's working out perfectly for this episode. <laughs> this is true. So, um, since Tam, since Kason learned that Tam is in pursuit of Evazon, he decided to join him because he kind of wants to find him too because his life hasn't really worked out the way maybe he thought he did when he walked off the operating table, table not that long ago. So, uh, they were on the hunt for him in Jeddah City, but they just missed him. They they tracked down to where his operations were, um, and but they missed him by seconds because they just evacuated the city because the Empire's new super weapon was in firing range and powering up. Again, this is all from the movie, so we've all seen this. Uh, with this impending danger, Kaysen and Tam also fled Jeddah just in time and they just for a little while stayed out of this whole rebel imperial scuffle until the battle of yavin when everyone got pretty much drug into this up until uh whatever the years i think it's four four bby is the battle of endor i don't know why i know that and again i'm ashamed by my my knowledge of this 
So. Wear it like wear it like a badge, man. <laughs> yeah. So okay, now that the entire galaxy is caught up in this turmoil in one way or another, Kaysen Bog and Tam, whatever his name is, I forget his last name already. Well, Kaysen and Tam, they decide to start up as a mercenary team, and they most of their work was funded through Tam's continuing hunt for Evazon. And one of the jobs led to a Skeko Skeko miner system or city. I guess it's a it's a planet from what I'm looking at. So Skeko miner and the Soon Tool Pride Criminal Syndicate. Man, it's been a while since I've done one of these and <coughs> with all these made up names. It is right. <laughs> so okay, they weren't the only mercenaries led into this particular whatever this job is going to be, which we're going to find out shortly. There were several of them, including, I'm sorry, there's several of them, and they were all brought in by a Dr. Chili Afra. And if I'm saying that wrong, apologies. You you guys, Chris, maybe more than you, Dave, there's that Dr. Afra comic that's out. This is what this is from. And I know Afra. That's an easy one to say. But I'd never seen her first name until this um reading these through this story and we also have never heard it pronounced so i'm not sure if i'm saying it right or not but do you guys know of you might not know the character of the comic but do you, do you know the the existence of this have you seen it online or whatnot okay then so nobody <laughs> that's what that came down to right. i'm sorry it cut out in here so. i just said okay so nobody nobody's heard no. of her but me don't you guys know no. if you love star wars you have to love everything have no one ever told you that this is a, com- a comic, you said. It's a comic line. I don't know if it was. A, it appears to be still running. In fact, this says number 39 was published November 27th. That's yesterday, isn't it? Yeah, yesterday. So I, I guess it's still running. I, I've, I've not read it. I've not read much of the new Marvel comics at all anyway. So it's not as, because of this one. It's just in general. As of yesterday, it was still running. Yeah. We'll, we'll put an end to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So Afra loaded all of these mercenaries onto a shuttle and headed to the job. Now, when they're in transit, Afra read up on each member of the history, noting that Kason had a past with Dr. Evazan and that there is a great, there's a great panel from this uh, the comic, I guess you'd say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's from the comic. This was, this is actually online under, I think Tam's, um what do you call it tam's uh wikipedia page and there's a shot of them trying the other mercenaries trying to talk to tam but tam has these like uh notes coming out of his head because he's got a cybernetic head and caisson kind of like holding onto his hand and letting everyone know best not disturb him he's got his happy tunes on that's what it says his happy tunes (laughs) <laughs> for chris that would be the hooters <laughs> it would be right. nervous night <laughs> for matt it would be baby metal of course it would <laughs> or, the, or that swedish guy that sings the shit in his living room whatever the, that guy's uh, the is. norwegian guy leo maricarelli yeah there you go <laughs> you're you're it was awesome because your skype stuttered a little bit there and i know you're saying baby metal but it sounded like you're saying that that old 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 comedy show baby's kids 
<laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Who's that guy's name? He's dead. I, I don't think. know. Is he? Was um, he? Was he one of Charlie's Angels? He was uh, like the original. What? What? The, the, the. I thought he was one of the original kings of comedy. Yeah. What was? What was his name? Not Bernie Mac. Okay, no, it wasn't Bernie yeah. Mac. It was uh, um, I, I, I was uh, that baby kids. Yeah, I remember that guy, Robin Harris. Is that right? Story by Robin Harris. Yeah, Robin Harris. Yeah. He's not. Is yeah, he dead? That sounds right. He is I dead. Sh- oh wow, I didn't know he was dead. Check I- out the Robin Harris knowledge on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. I like this guy. I didn't like baby kids. He's been dead for like thirty years. So he was he dead the year I graduated cared. high school. So hell, man, you didn't care too much about him. I think there was a baby's kids. Was there a movie? There might have been. I remember because the I, TV show. Oh, I remember the movie Boomerang. <laughs> yeah. That's an Eddie Murphy movie, right? Yeah, and <laughs> there was playing. There was playing nowhere. Right. I had to drive like down to the city to see Boomerang, and there was a preview for the baby's kids. <laughs> trailer on boomerang and everybody was like yeah and i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> who them kids dead baby's kids <laughs> that was it and i guess that's the joke because i that's it, that it. is the joke that's <laughs> the only joke ah okay all right so where where were we okay so the group of mercs got to skako minor and they met up with the skakoian guide named halio boss he was supposed to lead them to the workshop of the deceased, deceased techno union leader, Watt Tambor. So another character from the past. Oh, it's too bad here. Tim isn't here. Yeah, he go bloop, 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 or whatever he would do with it. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. I've been talking to Tim a lot lately about the Mandalorian. I'm starting to get, a, get an impression down. You've been practicing Tim's noises. Yeah. I had to. I <laughs> had to. A lot of them. That's how we've been ending the episode of the Mandalorian. It's uh with our trademark uh, ba da ba da ba, and then the pop. And Tim couldn't join us for the last recording, so me and Chris had to do our best attempts at it to officially <laughs> end the show. <laughs> okay, so uh, yes, um, when they so he did he did lead them to the old workshop, what Tebbers old workshop, but instead of getting into this workshop scot-free they found that some stormtroopers were starting to clear out the space themselves so now the troops the troopers started to um corner them and afra begged that her pet toka named flofto god man (laughs) fucking names are horrendous they're as bad as my names this thing basically looks like a uh, it's uh, I'm going to call it a cat, but of course it's a Star Wars cat, so it's not that straightforward. Its face is bigger, its arms are longer, its paws are a little more like hands, but it's a, it's it's basically a a cat. So again, named Fluffto, and so she she she, be- she begged for it. So <laughs> Haleo Bass, who we find out now is actually with the uh, the uh, Imperials, grabs the little purple cat thing and eats it. But Afra was planning for this because then she yells out a code word and it explodes inside the dude's stomach and blowing up him and all the stormtroopers that are blocking their way. Okay. Yeah, see? It was a purple cat, though, you it said? Purple, green, yellow, teal cat. <laughs> I think you put that all together. It's just brown. It's, all those colors are... Well, it's, it's faces teal. It's like eyes are blue. It's ears are... 
or almost tiger stripes. I mean, tiger stripes. It's kind of like evenly striped yellow and purple, and its belly is yellow, and its arms are purple, and it's... Is this the cat from that meme that you keep putting shit no. up about? No, don't talk <laughs> about Smudge like that. Smudge is my new hero. The cat has a name? Yeah, it's Smudge the cat. Come on. You know Unreal. far too much about this. <laughs> I love that. I will, I, I'm going to I I'm gonna keep that alive longer than I kept the confused Travolta alive. <laughs> I, I miss confused Travolta. <laughs> I need to combine the two. I don't know how. So, okay. Now that the path was cleared, they made it to Wat Tambor's old lab and... Kaysen immediately was drawn to an item which was a officially a sparkling techno totem. And I did not even begin to describe what that is because now at this point, I, there's so many words just thrown in these notes that don't make any sense to me. I, I pretty much threw it in a towel at this point. That's pretty much Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so he reached out to grab it. Afra screamed to him, don't do it. But as he reached out for it, an Imperial shuttle came crashing through the wall, landing right where Kaysen was reaching. So, damn near oh, lost, yeah. almost <laughs> lost a limb. Like the well, was it dead? <laughs> no, I guess he didn't see that coming. <laughs> so, everyone started shooting. Uh, people took cover, but now... The whole reason Afro was screaming not to touch this totem was because if it moved, something was going to happen. She didn't, maybe she didn't know what I'm gathering from the story, the notes I was looking at. She didn't know what, but now of course the totem was actually knocked down to the ground when the shuttle crashed into the building. So now that the totem was moved, it did do something. It had awoke the chthonic worm God that was <laughs> dormant beneath the lab. Did you just say worm god? I did. I did. <laughs> worm god. So I, I, I'm not even going to look this up because I actually wrote a description. I want to see how I'm going to read the description and I'm going to look it up because I can't imagine I, I even got this right. So my description in my notes say, it says, picture a giant armored creature about the size of the Rancor with tendrils and tentacles of a worm like thing or, or tendrils and tentacles and worm like things squiggling all out of its back. So now I'm going to copy and paste and print, <laughs> as Chris would say, into my notes and see what it looks like. Ah, yeah. Actually, that's not bad. <laughs> and unlike my color description, this thing is mostly blue and green. This is definitively blue. So, yeah. Okay. And then armored, God knows what, about the size of the Rancor with squidly, squabbly things going through his back. And this is all from a guy... Who doesn't have a head that's in the thing for one second? This story, yes. Well, you'll note that most of the details of the story have absolutely nothing to do with him. <laughs> and that's our show. Yes, this exactly. Is like, this is what, what Dave does. He does five characters in one episode. <laughs> I, could, I love this. And the worm god is no longer. We don't have to do an episode now on that guy. Oh, well, you, looks, maybe. Let's see. Hold on. Okay. Save the worm god. <laughs> don't use straws. <laughs> oh, that's turtles so Afra hurled another exploding toka pet at the creature all she did though this time was manage to piss it off and knock out case and bog in the process so one of the teammates pointed to the unconscious bog to his partner tam tam became enraged 
and unloaded his heavy arsenal of missiles that apparently he had built in almost every piece of his body imaginable, and he fired them all at this worm god beast thing. But it didn't kill him, but it did buy him enough time for Tim to retrieve Kaysen and for the entire team to get the hell out of the laboratory. So now, the last member of the team to leave the shop blew it up, causing the roof to collapse onto the giant worm god. Maybe killing it, maybe not. Doesn't really matter. It was incapacitated enough for them to get out of there. And once they got back into the shuttle, their shuttle, not the Imperial shuttle, and started to leave the planet, Affer told them that, hey, we got another job just opened up if they want it. All we have to do is attack the Imperial base called Hive Base 1. It's the research and development headquarters for the Tarkin initiative sounds perfectly safe after what they just went through. So why the hell not? These guys need a union, man. They need a smoke <laughs> break. They just got done with one job. She's putting them on another job. All I want to know is if the worm God can be milked by Mark Hamill. That's all I want to know. <laughs> why not? Worm why God not? Has nipples. Can you milk that? <laughs> Do you think when they were throwing these explosive pets at Casem, uh, someone yelled duck? Because <laughs> they threw a duck at him? No, because oh. he can't. <laughs> oh, oh, I got what you're saying. Oh, I, thought, I, I thought when you said explosive pets, I thought you maybe they were throwing a variety of pets and one was a duck. Because that would be a very <laughs> airplane thing to do. Duck, and then you throw a duck at someone. That would be a very news thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So now they all decide or really just maybe they don't have much of a decision to uh, say in the matter since Afra is flying this shuttle. They head out. Afra has this idea to access the base. So her idea is they are going to steal a training shuttle from the Rebel Flight School, deliver it to the this research and development uh, Imperial place to offer it or be able to land to in the, in, in the offer of saying, Hey, this is what the rebels are learning to fly on in their flight school. So now you have an advantage, you know, exactly what ship they're flying, how they use it and give you a, an idea of what their patterns and attack plans would be in a dogfight. Great idea. Well, it didn't take them long as a team to fuck that up and get caught and thrown in a jail at that rebel flight school. <laughs> but they did escape. However, briefly, until they got to a room full of rebels led by Hera Sadula. That's the chick from Rebels, right, Chris? Um, so, yeah. Um, I know Hera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from the Rebels. She, she's the actual, don't get me wrong. She's the, she's the, the cartoon cute one. Okay. <laughs> don't get you wrong. Yeah. If, what, what do you mean, don't get you wrong? There's not much well, to, to misinterpret in that statement. I would bang her if she was, if she was I, would, I would bang a cartoon character. All right. In this scenario... <laughs> Are you also animated, or are you live-action Bob Hoskins banging Jessica Rabbit? I don't care if I'm drawn or if I'm real. She's 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 pretty cute. I used to have a crush right. on Jim when I was a kid. Jim, Jim, yeah, the holograms. holograms, yeah. So you guys are attracted to cartoons? A cartoon? Come on, let's not get yeah. too weird. I, I was I wasn't a slut or anything. <laughs> even when even when Bugs Bunny dressed as a woman, I was like, hmm. With the coconuts? Yeah. The coconut I wouldn't bra. mind. Yeah. You wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> what, what's, I'm not sure you, how to take that. You were attracted to, 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 to cartoons, weren't you? As a kid? No. <laughs> Never. 
No, because they were cartoons. Which Disney princess? Oh, that's a no-brainer. Oh, Ariel. really? Ariel, Little Mermaid. Why? She's very cute. Oh. oh I was I'm, thinking I, so nasty, but I, I blocked it out of my head real fast. <laughs> why start now? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> she's she's very cute, and 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 on. And she she just got legs, so you know she don't know what's going on down there. You got some legs, Ariel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Jasmine, Jasmine too was hot too, and and her and her magic carpet nudge nudge wink wink. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you can find. <laughs> uh, all right, I love I love just picking your brain about stuff like that. My my yeah, my brain's not that not that big, so. <laughs> Bigger than Kasem Phenomenon. <laughs> so, okay, so Hera caught them. So now they were caught by Imperials. Now they're being caught by Rebels. And as Hera decides she's going to... There was actually, I will say, I, for all these story that has nothing really to do with Kasem Bog in this... I, there was a story of why Hera's involved in this. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave that because now we're really not talking about Kaysen and we might talk about her one day. So there is a reason she wants, she, she's kind of out for revenge at this point. I'll put that in there to make more sense of why she even gives a shit that she's cap- recapturing these people who seemingly are there on her side. So while she's leading them back to her ship in a small moment of distraction, Kaysen opened up one of his cybernetic apartments and launched blasters to all his teammates. And the graphic for this is amazing because it's like his stomach opens up and all the guns <laughs> fire in different directions directly towards all the members of his mercenary team. It's great. It's a, it's just a highlight of comic artistry. <laughs> Who did these? Do you like, I don't know. Do you have like an artist or anything? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I, I, it's obviously in the comic, but I didn't even think to write that down. Yeah, I was curious. Yeah. So the team uh, overpowered Hera. They knocked her unconscious. And now they headed back in to High Base 1. So on their way back to the base, Case and Bog let Dr. Afra fix some of his diagnostics that were affected in this battle as the one, I'm sorry, the one at Watt Tambor's workshop, the one where everybody got blowed up again. But this is a bad idea because Dr. Afra, of course, someone of uh, notorious reputation possibly who hires mercenaries did a little bit of extra programming in between all that code as well which we're going to get to here very shortly the flight school rebels are now in hot pursuit after the merc team they reach hive base one but they didn't reach any deal with the empire for the easy entrance like she had expected to so the team reverted to good old-fashioned mercenary work by following through the job or carrying on the job as a full-out attack rather than trying to sneak in and sneak out. So they did manage to get inside, and when they did, they found a bunch of, or they found a room full of these frozen re- prototype cyborg rejects, like these, you guys had seen Alien Resurrection, right? Regardless of yeah. it being a bad movie. Yeah, Remember yeah. that room where Ripley found all the messed up Ripley's? Yeah. It reminded me of that. I mean, it didn't look exactly like that, but that's, that's, picture that kind of thing but with cyborgs not looking exactly like case and bog but you know he, 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 he finds a recognizability of, of of himself in in them they're not copies of him they're not clones of him but they're cyborgs you know they're half mechanical half whatever alien or human or whatnot and they're really messed up so he's like yeah a little sick to his what 
ever is left of his stomach. <laughs> so he gets upset like Ripley does in the movie. Like yes. she's like crying and stuff when she finds out. Sort of, yeah. Well, he's not crying, obviously. He, he, <laughs> he goes to wipe a tear and just does one of those fly over his head motions. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <Yeah. laughs> he goes to wipe a tear and misses. Yeah. <laughs> so the rebel flight school crew reaches hive base one instead of finding and attacking the mercenaries they did the next best best thing they said hey empire guess who's inside there so now the empire knowing that someone has infiltrated their base they run a scan along every perimeter of this base and it didn't take them long to find out that Afro and her team were in this reject cyborg scary monster room and they decided to instead of just marching in or taking the time to march in where they might get away it's like let's just unfreeze all the rejected cyborgs and let them loose and let them deal with Afrin and her team which is oh, what they cool. did it is that is pretty cool like zombies yeah yeah kind of it's yeah it's it's a very uh creepy couple panels so Afra told the most heavily armed members of the team to fend off the cyborgs and the most heavily membered or heavily, heavily membered. Oh, that's impressive. No, that's the a, most heavily armed member of the team was Tim Pulsa. Sorry. That's good. Dirk, that's Dirk Diggler. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. This was Tam Pulsa. Tam refused explaining that these are cyborgs. They're innocent prototypes and they're victims of experimentation. So oh, come on. Oh, I know. It's, all of a sudden, this robot's taking a stance. I'm sorry, Cyborg. That was very, very mm, mechanicist of me. <laughs> or is it technicist? Maybe it's technicist. How dare you? I know. I don't know how you guys do this shit with me. <laughs> with no Now, there's no other choice. So remember about that uh, little um, bit of extra code I told you about? The Dr. Afro snuck in case in Boggs cybernetic parts? Yeah. Well... She activated it. She had no other choice. She needed a getaway. So she activated this code, which made him helplessly against his own will, walk directly into the line of fire of these attacking cyborg rejected cyborgs. He was still able to fire at them, but he couldn't turn. He couldn't run. And while he, this was going on, it gave enough time for everyone else to leave, but he didn't survive. He ended up getting blown to smithereens again. And the and the first four shots was right over his head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this we is really sa- this is really sad, actually. It kind of is. Yep. So now, having seen his partner in danger, Tam actually decided to open fire on the cyborgs, the rejected cyborgs, trying to save Kaysen, but it was it was too late. Dead Kaysen uh, was dead for real this time, like really, really <laughs> dead. Like, what, what's what's dead, the Wizard dead. of Oz line? Most certainly, truly, really dead, or whatever the hell the Munchkin says. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. now Tam is mourning over Kason's lifeless body and headless body for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you added that in there. Lifeless body and headless. So oh, while the team, there's a team was escaping. So the team did fulfill their mission. They ended up destroying the complex because this whole firefight in this, this, uh, laboratory holding cell whatever it was actually started off a chain reaction so the complex blew up but as yeah casein casein was dead and <laughs> um <laughs> i imagine you know in movies when like you, you know I can, I can imagine tam over top of casein and it's like in that poignant thing and then they always like reach up and close the person's eyes <laughs> and tam reaches up and just like 
falls through and hits, right. hits the yeah. ground. <laughs> it's, it's like he, he actually he lays him on the on the floor and he takes out a grease pen and draws a smiley face on the floor <laughs> would, would be and then wipes out the eyes and draws two lines. Exactly. <laughs> that would be great. So, so now Tam actually is able to get away, follows Afra out, and later on, and this is more of a Tam story, but Afra double-crosses Tam again on another job, and at this point, Tam has got all the pieces put together, and he knows that Afra was behind Kaysen's death, because at the time, he couldn't quite see what was going on. He didn't understand why Kaysen Bog was walking into danger, but now that he put this all together, he... <laughs> <laughs> cornered Afra, said he'd figure it out, and promised her that somewhere in the future, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but he would cut out her heart slowly in front of her. Wow, with a spoon! Yes. <laughs> but until then, he was going to finish one thing that always bothered him, and that was his hunt for Dr. Evazin never finished, so that's where Tam went back on to do and that's where Tam and Afra and the other mercenaries separated. And that is the, not the head end of the story, but the tail end of the story. <laughs> I don't, we did a Dr. Arizona a million years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember talking about any of this stuff. Now, well, well, well this didn't because before, Rogue, Rogue One wasn't out yet. Yeah, that wasn't even like a glimmer in the, in the whoever the hell's running shit's eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a good story, though. Thanks. There's not nearly there's not there's not enough headless characters. I think in stuff there needs to be more <laughs> headless. I like the headless the headless. Remember, Chris loves Running Man. Remember the the those things with the, around the neck and the guy runs yes. in the beginning and yeah. blows his head off. If you run That's, out of the certain kind of area, it fucking detonates and blows up your head. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need like even a prison. You just put put the thing around their neck. I love that shit. Like it's like whatever. And when people mess with your head, like with heads <laughs> in movies, it's, it always is. It takes it up a notch. It does. It's fucking freaky shit, man. Except for nearly headless Nick, he's just cute. What is that? Oh, what's from Harry Potter? Oh, okay. Never mind then. It's John Cleese. Right. I on. thought you, like, yeah, I thought you liked Universal stuff. Come on. Man. I do. I do. I think he's in the ride, isn't he? No, he's not. No, I can't remember. I was too busy vomiting. <laughs> I get you. I love Henry Jogger. He's awesome. What's Henry Jogger? Isn't that who you're talking about? Oh. No, Harry Potter. Exactly. I'm talking about Harry Potter. Oh. Get it? It's phonetics. Get it. Sort of. <laughs> it's phonetics. It's not phonetics. Actually, it's not even close to being phonetics. <laughs> Hooked on phonics worked for me. Remember that scene in... in it just kind of sucked, but it still creeped me out. Remember that scene at the end of Hannibal when he's got Ray Liotta at the dinner table? Yeah. And he's oh, carved right. off the... What's it? No, I was just agreeing. It took me a second to remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and he's got his head He's got his head sawed off on the top, so he's still alive. He's eating yeah, out of his brain a little bit. He's taking parts of his own brain out, sizzling them, and mm. feeding them to him. And Ray Liotta's like, mm, that's good. <laughs> Chantix. <laughs> Yeah, so I love that shit. So yeah, this actually this was a fun story to put together, and this is like an example. And I don't know what it's been better this year, but there's another Star Wars movie coming out now. The Mandalorian's out, so people might start putting in requests when when um, these new movies come out. Uh, 
people right away say you should do that character or this character. If we had done this character before this comics happened, because this is like 99% comics and a little bit of retconning, this, the story would have been case and bog has no head trivia. <laughs> so this is an example of why this is a great example of how waiting has paid off because we got a good story, good conversation out of it. The episode length is what we're used to. So the, the wait it was for these new characters have been worth it. But like I said, a lot, I think a lot of people have come to understand that and uh, don't do that as much, but this is just a, a really good example of, of sitting on a rogue one character that I was really curious about ever since the trailer, like I said, had Ted had pointed out. But never looked into it till how long has it, how long has it been since the movie? Not three years, four years, and it's it's paid off. We're actually able to make an episode out of it. So your procrastination has paid off. Yeah, I mean it was bound to happen when you do it your whole <laughs> life. It's gonna it's gonna work out sometime. It's finally kicking in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I got I have I have uh, I was while you're doing this because I automatically started thinking about science. I started looking up animals that can survive with their heads off. Okay. Ooh. And you know, like there's chickens, you know, like you cut the chicken's head off and it's running. In fact, this is, I found some chicken called miracle. Mike lived for a year and a half without a head. What? <laughs> what? what? Cockroaches can live for, for days or weeks with the heads cut off. Flies can live a couple of days because their brains are in their backs apparently. Huh. But this is the one, this is for Chris. Okay. Okay. Everyone knows. I think that, you know, when a praying man is, when they mate, the, yeah. the female the female decapitates and kills the male. Mm-hmm. But this often happens before insemination, and the male will still inseminate and pump his loads with no head on, with no head on into the female. How about that for stamina? Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. <God> damn. <laughs> What do you think of that, Chris? That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. It had, I think we dedicate this to the mighty, mighty praying mantis. Praying mantis. So when their heads come off and their head, their eyes are rolling back, their heads rolling off. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I found that fascinating. And I knew you would too because it has to deal with semen. And who doesn't love semen? You know? <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. I got I got some feedback here. If, if we want to do some feedback, sure. We haven't done uh, like um, our, our reviews on uh, iTunes in a while. Oh boy! And there's two of them here. Okay. That I don't think we we've read yet. One, they're they're both five stars. You tell me which one is the negative one. <laughs> oh, I know your one you're talking about. I know why they did it. But go ahead. You know why they did it? Yes, yes. Go ahead and read it, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Okay. Downloaded this out of pure curiosity because of the upcoming Mandalorian episode, and these guys just hate everything and just talk about movie technology. And I don't think the one host has ever seen Star Wars. Five stars. Yes. <laughs> you don't know why he said that? No, because no. Because in the, epi the Camtano episode, that's yeah. word for word what I said someone was going to write. <laughs> when, when we were done talking about like no. the regular episode and we're talking about movie technology for 20 minutes ago, I said, I can just imagine the iTunes review. And I said exactly what you just read. So someone no. heard that and, and wrote it down just to go through with that joke. Now it's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. funny. Yeah, that is good. That's a great review. That is a, that is someone who's truly listened to the, to, to, to the show or that, that episode. He knows more about the show than I fucking yeah. do. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the other one here, Outstanding Comedy. This one, <clears throat> this is one of the most unique shows I've I've come across. Take an ambiguous piece of Star Wars lore and throw in four quick witted personalities and see where it goes. Always funny, always interesting, an outstanding series. Five stars. That was nice. That was nice. I'm a little too generous with the quick witted, but I appreciate it. I'm I'm actually trying to think of something to say. I'm like, well, Dave's right. Because I can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right on the money. Yeah. yeah. Let me do just a couple quick of the um, Quigon feedback ones we did because we got a shit ton. So I, not that I want to get through them, but I don't want it to be the sole feedback piece for the next five years. So I'll read a couple of those quick, a couple of short ones. So it's uh, from Jason Strickland. He says, hey, guys, I'll not be able to make the celebration. I wanted to know what Dave did with all the stuff from the scavenger hunt. And if you're planning to do another. I, th- I still have it. Really? <laughs> I st- yeah, I still have it in a box upstairs because um, and some of the stuff like there were drawings in there of Tim and Chris that I gave them to you guys. I did get a couple um, octopuses octopi yeah. <laughs> stuffed ones like because that was one of the things in the scavenger hunt was a was an octopus like a stuffed octopus or a toy octopus so i got a couple of some of them are dog toys or just stuffed animals i gave them to my dog oh okay and she plays with them sometimes in fact the one she's all ripped up um the uh, the other things i'm just kind of holding on to i gave the condoms to tim <laughs> well they're not being used she's just throwing them out <laughs> <laughs> what a waste <laughs> what a waste that was <laughs> i think i still have it all because i thought it, it was just i was touched that anybody sent anything in whatsoever right A- and some of that stuff like uh we had that autographed dave prouse um personalized swick autograph i still have that upstairs I, yeah i still have it all cool all right. And I I usually throw everything out the second I get it. <laughs> so uh, for me to have hung on to this for so long means it I really it really did mean a lot to to me and I think all of us. Yeah. As far as doing another one? Well, I, I don't know. We would just have to think of this yeah. stuff. Like we kind of we kind of put our heads together and like what kind of stuff. And it was based on that one that we did many years ago for uh was that Toy Fair magazine? Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. It was like one whole summer that we collected all that stuff. And I know we were never going to win, but it was just, it was fun to always be like looking for something. It was fun, yeah. Like a, a trip to the grocery store to just do some random task became exciting. And and, and you're technically, because I found a mustard packet with a dragon on it. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it became a big deal. So yeah, maybe. Okay, cool. Let me do one more here. And this is from Ryan Benson. He says, I was introduced to news as through Swick. Most of the titles in my podcast QR from news as thanks for all the work that you've put into the news as property through the years. Thanks, Dave and Matt for inter- introducing me to untapped. I see Dave with a lot of beers. I wish I could get in Wisconsin. And I agree with Matt. Dave would really enjoy Spotted Cow along with a lot of our other beers from New Glarus Brewery. Keep up the good work. Have you, to this day, have had anything from New Glarus yet, Dave? 
No, and oh. you had you had this stuff because you were on a business trip. Or yeah, something, we have right? a uh, one of our locations is in in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So we it's it's everywhere there. It was actually the first I had it was from the little like, and I mean little. We're talking like half a hallway general store of the hotel I was staying in. They had a little fridge with uh, beers in it. It's all New Glarus, Wisconsin, and Green Bay or whatever. And I just like, oh, I'll try that. And I had many more after that. I don't know. In fact, I'm on on tap now. How do you spell Galaris? G A L G L A U. I just where were R U S. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, I see it here. I, fi- I filed his Spotted. note away in the uh, red folder, so now I, it's not in front of me. But you found it. Yes. Okay. Spotted cow, moon man. Yep. Spotted, two spotted women cow. lager, Wisconsin Belgian. I haven't had a single one of these. You can't get these here. No, you can't. I don't think. Um, I I'm I'm I think it might be just New Glarus because I think I actually saw another uh, brewery I went to in Wisconsin, excuse me, in Green Bay here at a bottle shop. But I think New Glarus specifically does not export at all, like how Funky Buddha doesn't export at all out of Florida. I think that's right. I I I think I read that somewhere. Well, I believe it because I I I've only heard of it from you and and now this gentleman. Yeah. I do have th- over well over three thousand unique <laughs> unique beers though. So go on Untapped if you're a beer geek. Uh, find us on Untapped. I'm Swick Dave on Untapped. And what are you? Your Neo's as Matt? Yep, yep. Mine yeah. will start finally waking up because I'm. I have to take my test to be my ranking test for my BJCP certification, and mm-hmm. I've been drinking. I'm trying to drink an example from every style in the guidelines. So that's like a ninety nine guaranteed different beers i will be trying so i my feet has woken up again after being asleep for about a year awesome mine never goes to sleep i know <laughs> mine gets at it too daily i love it was it like two two years ago now you kind of gave up taking pictures of the beer and just put like random pictures that have nothing to do with the beer you're tasting like yes yeah. I'll, I'll see charlie day and then i'll see ivan drago and then i'll yeah, see whatever. a flat tire <laughs> Whatever is in my uh, photos that I've saved to, <laughs> to send to somebody as a joke or something like that. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything. And some people are, are messaging me like, why the hell do you have a picture of this on there? And I'm just be like, because. Because. Yep. Leave me a fuck alone, man. <laughs> uh, let, me, let, let me be me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why is it hurting you if I have a picture of Charlie Day slamming a stool down on the floor? With my <laughs> my bottle of Sam Adams cherry wheat. Oh, do you goddamn bitch? You goddamn bitch. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap up feedback, let me thank. Uh, we haven't done Patreon shoutouts in a while, and now that Chris, Tim, and I, and maybe Dave will uh, join us once he catches up on the series if he likes it. If he's invited, I should say, not, not required. But we've been doing a Patreon exclusive series of The Mandalorian. And that's drawn a lot of new people to Patreon. And one of the things we promised to do that we haven't done for a while are Patreon shoutouts on the episode. So let me get that back in gear. And I'll start with the first one that's signed up in this new resurgence. And it is Brendan Ryan. So, Brendan, thank you for your support. Thank everyone for your support. If you don't know, which you probably do by now, because we say it all the time, that's, that is our single point of funding Neos as in any way, shape, or form, other than outside of our own pockets. It's the only crowdfunding we do. So we have it's we almost have ten years of SWIC. We have over eleven years of Neos as content. It's 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 a lot of 
data to keep online and keep distributing. And we have no problem doing it with everyone's support. So thank you everyone for that. And let me, if you skip past the ad in the beginning, which I do for other podcasts, so I'm not going to blame anyone for it. At the end of this episode, I have a clip from one of our Mandalorian episodes. So I want to repeat that again. If you haven't seen the Mandalorian, our review episodes are, we don't even, it's, it's beyond spoiler filled. So there's about a three minute clip at the end of this, a preview of that show. If you are of our show about the Mandalorian, if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you stop this when the end music plays, because there may be, there will be a potential spoiler in there. So I will probably warn again when it starts, but if you've missed that warning in the beginning, here it is again. Spoiler. <laughs> okay. I'm finally <laughs> done. Awesome. Dave, you got some trivia? I do. And since Tim's not here, we kind of talked beforehand that we would not hold it against him. Although we could really just plow ahead and say, if you're not on the show, well, that's your own damn problem. But lost. <laughs> I was I was thinking that because there's a potential for any of us not to be on sometime, especially if we're recording over these next two holiday months. But may, that's true. Maybe we'll re- revisit that after this one. Okay. For this one, our trivia has been supplied by a really nice guy named Jay, and we've been calling it listener-supported trivia slash Jay Purdy. And one of the things that he did, in, a, in addition to writing 100 questions about Star Wars itself, he wrote an extra 25 bonus questions that were about our show, which was very nice of him, and he's a dedicated listener, and I know we appreciate it. So I'm going to take some ones from that to see if you guys know what he knows about us. My guess is you won't. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> I know I won't. All right. You're each going to get two. All right. I'm not doing this. I'm going to e- ask you each two. Oh, and there's a bonus okay. question for each as well. All right. Chris, are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Chris, who are the very attractive members of the Handsome Man Society? What? And it's about us four? It's about the show. Who are the very attractive members of the Handsome Man Society? I think this was mentioned on the show at one point in years past. Uh, I don't know at all. Carrot Top, no idea. <laughs> Matt, do you know? I, I, I am going to... It sounds like something Tim would have made up, so I'm going to say Tim's at least one of them. He probably put <laughs> himself in there with someone in... Chris, oh, Christian... Oh, no! I know what it is. It's Christian Simpson and Lou Caltabiano. That is correct! Jesus. <laughs> Christian Simpson and Sweet Lou yep. are the members of the Handsome Man Society. The bonus question is... And he's not wrong. And... And they, tell me about it. That's a gorgeous stack of pancakes right there. <laughs> Sweet Lou is also the host of what past podcast? Chris, do you, you know this one? It's the 90s one, but I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. It was a 90s movie review show, but I'm drawing a blank what the title was called. And I know Matt knows. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead, Matt. Oh, no. Dial up movies. Dial up movies is correct. Okay. And I know Lou uh, is a busy guy, and uh, he's very good at uh, what he does, and I think his career has 
taken off a bit and gotten away from some of this, but if he ever slows down, I'd love to hear more episodes of that. Mm-hmm. He, he's still handsome, no matter what he's doing. <laughs> Is he? Uh, yeah. Are you he, still in touch with him? Not not in a long time. I think before Caitlin went to college, right after high school or something, he actually came up and... What's the word? Photographied her? <laughs> oh photos of her? <laughs> that was awesome. No one, please, no one correct him online. Let just let this go. He took photos of her. There's, there's a word for it. Um, and like the fields and the trees and everything. He did an excellent job. I wasn't there. I was. He working. did some clicky clickies. He did some clickies. He he cut paste printed it there all and now it looks nice and all. So that's the last time I even heard from him. Last time I had a conversation with him, if you call texting a conversation, which these days I think it is, he had just gotten some kind of approval or certification, something to do with being able to run the telescope at the Franklin Institute. And he knew me being a space nut would love to hear it. And I've been seeing on his Instagram page, he seems to be having gotten, uh, been getting more and more involved in that area of the Franklin Institute to what extent and what he does I don't know but I am jealous because we don't have anything well he lives in Philly so he's a stone's throw from it we don't even have anything like that in Orlando to get involved in even if I had to drive to it so that's that's the last I really talked to him and it was eh, a few months ago very jealous very cool stuff Lou is just a every time he does something new it's cooler than anything I've ever done in my life (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Matt, I'll direct this question to you. All right. And I'm reading these as they're written. Don't think I'm I'm editorializing, but this is the way it's written. And I appreciate it. Often hailed as the most positive and supportive member of the new Star Wars Disney material, Dave (laughs) was once challenged by Chris to visit what place during the Halloween episode of Swick? Is it a Star Wars place? No. Oh, okay. Uh, what would he challenge you to visit? Something you'd be scared of because it's Halloween. I honestly don't know. I'm going to say Ghost Mountain, but I don't think that's it. That is it. Oh, is it really? I'm not kidding. Okay. And then the bonus follow-up is Ghost Mountain was home to what group of people (laughs) and how did you summon them? The cannibal albinos and you turned your car off and honked three times (laughs) you are correct (laughs) so that was a good one and here we'll do one more and Chris I'm asking you this one because this is a question about you something that you said what what Matt just said right there is like I knew nothing really Matt answered I after after I after you said you know you turn the car off and like I remember that now right but I don't remember it at all when you're when you're asking right, I'm well, horrible this is this is something that you said it could here's, could your, be anything. here's your question um what is one big change that Chris would make to celebration 2019 or to the next celebration what did, what is one thing that you said you would you would change about the next Star Wars celebration? Um, I, it could be anything. Bigger stars, better hotel rooms. Tim not snoring. 
I knew that was going you know, to. I knew something was going to come up like that, but I wasn't sure exactly what. You didn't disappoint. Less, I don't know. I don't mid- know. What, midnight finger banging by Tim. He's going to say that as I'm going to say that as my answer. If, if, if Tim would would stop snoring. <laughs> that, that's great. That is not it. Oh. Do you remember it, Matt? Do you remember this? I don't. I, I don't know. know this either. No. I'm sitting here like I have all the answers. I wouldn't. I don't remember this either. when you hear the answer, you will know that you said this. The one thing that you would change about the next celebration is that you would add more couches. <laughs> that <Yeah>. sounds right. <laughs> yes, it does. Because you what? You're tired of standing in line. Tired of walking around and standing. I want to sit down more. Yeah, you're right. Because it's hard to it's hard to find every time we we sit down where it's on the floor. Because we're waiting in a line somewhere. Put a couch right. somewhere. A love seat. A hammock. <laughs> and that reminds me of you on our senior class trip to Disney oh, yeah. World, where you went to Disney World as we do and <laughs> on our senior class trip, and you spent most of the time sitting on benches. I did. I was I was tired. I don't know why. I was tired. I probably didn't didn't sleep during the night. You know, because I'm a party animal. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> the bonus follow up question is: Where will celebration the next celebration be held? Chris, I'm sure you know this. It is in uh, Anaheim, California. And he confirms that and adds, "Who knows? Maybe there'll be more couches." <laughs> I want to bring. My, I want to pack one on the fucking airplane. Get one of those. Have you seen those? Like ham, those. Um, they're called hammocks, but it's not like a hammock you would think of. It's just a big air, uh, like I, I guess a hammock, like a big air cushion thing. But it has its own air compressor. Like you, you hook up in this, this little, like one pound or whatever, mean on them, like an eight ounce compressed air thing, and you and it. Otherwise, the thing is felt folded up into like a maybe like a ten by ten block, and you pull the pull the stopper on that air thing and it inflates and you just jump in and land on like a hammock and then you deflate it Fuck. and you put another cartridge in. You should get one of those and take that around in line as you move in the line. When the <laughs> line stops, pop it open, lay down. I need, I need, yeah, I need like like 10 people's length to so get out of my way and put on this fucking... <laughs> yeah. I've seen people have like a little tiny stool. It looks like it, it, looks like it goes up your asshole. <laughs> like it's so tiny that they sit on it waiting in line. It's like just a fucking peg a little tiny like like um seat on it looks really uncomfortable I'm or like, maybe maybe it's the most comfortable thing ever maybe, yeah, maybe well thank you jay again for writing those and uh, maybe next episode we'll just if tim's not here we'll just uh say the hell with him <laughs> that's right it's true, he's, he's, losing. Losing. he's he's losing anyway i looked <laughs> at the scores <laughs> it doesn't matter he's out he has no chance but there you go. All right. Well, thank you for that, and Matt, thank you for you know giving us a little heads up on this character. Hey, it's what came off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, tune in next time when we talk about the Ambin Phase Pulse Blaster. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. 
Star Wars, and all Star Wars Universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. All right, we are at the point where we are going to play a clip from our new Patreon-exclusive series that covers the Disney Plus streaming show, The Mandalorian. So this is also your final warning to turn this off if you haven't watched the show and you don't want any spoilers. And if you just heard me say that, then you're a little late turning it off or you're getting there. We're going to get to it really quick here. I do want to say one more time, if you like what you hear, we're covering all the episodes of Mandalorian, doing a few things Mandalorian related to fill in the time to the next streaming series. We'll be doing this all again. So if you want to learn exactly everything we're doing and how you can support us and how you can access these series, visit patreon.com slash news as. So here we go. Now, if you haven't turned it off and you don't want to hear this, you got five seconds, five, four, three, two, one. But when Yoda stops him, yes, it's not even like, is he just learning? He has this power. Well, I think or- go back to what Tim had said. I think he's, he's realized he's able to do things in the 50 years that he's been alive. And maybe he doesn't fully understand what's happening or even fully realize his potential, but maybe he's, maybe that's how he's caught food up to this point. He'd stop a frog in the air and then pick it out with his mouth. And now he's just trying it out on this big ass thing. Because that's a big fucking thing, and you got to have some severe force power to stop that well, thing. That's yeah, it ends up knocking him out for like three days. Yeah, yeah. and he's running in the same spot. Now here's the problem I had with this episode. Okay, <laughs> how did this this Mando kill this thing with one tiny stab? Yeah, in one okay. little spot? <laughs> unless I told Kel, I was like, unless this Mando knows that the heart is in the cheek of these creatures. But yeah. even still, you would. It, 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 I don't think it would. It died pretty fast from a for, little tiny yeah. nail clipper. That's that's <laughs> like that's like me jabbing you with yeah a nail clipper. Yeah. And, unless I got you like right in the spinal cord, even then you'd still be like. <laughs> <laughs> but that I mean, it's not a it's not a I don't have a problem. But I'm like it's, it's not, not a deal breaker, but it's a question, right? Yep. I'm like, what did this thing die immediately from getting stabbed in the in the cheek? I kind of wondered too, and I just kind of left it to he he hit it at its most vital point and somehow knew to do. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's right. it's, 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 it's a stupid moment. You think for a moment, but like, then you get some. Yeah, you move on with some good story, and you let these things like this slide. Right, but that that was my little little thing. But I, I mean, it's it's a show that just. I kind of want to watch all the rest right now, but I like waiting a week. I like I like how it's you know it's it's, it's teasing it. Well, I know I know damn well. Well, we're gonna watch it week for week. We know that, but I know damn well after that episode eight is out, like the next day, if not that night, I'm gonna be watching them all back to back and just watch this as that's one solid story. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a guaranteed must to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, to fucking binge all <laughs> all eight in a row. Oh yeah! How did this end? I, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, we still got more to go. That's only we're only 21 minutes into it. So now he goes. Okay. He gets the egg. Oh, this yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And I yeah. love, I love this. It's like it's when they say they're chanting the egg, the egg, the egg. You're thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking like Fabergé egg, something super expensive because they're scavengers. Yep. They bring oh, it. And the hairy egg. That's hairy egg. Yeah. That's hairy. That's creepy as shit. It is kind of gross. 
But then they cut it open, and all they want is to eat it. So it's probably like some kind of psychedelic egg. They're probably all yeah. getting high as a fucking kite off the yolk of this egg right now. I, I thought it was like, and I hate these things. I hate cranberry eggs. <laughs> Cadbury cream eggs? Yeah, Cadbury eggs. That's it. That's, oh, hell that's no, man. No, Cadbury eggs are the greatest I'm not sure. I'm like not sure we can be yolk. friends anymore now hearing <laughs> that. I don't like the yolk and all that. Yeah. I don't like that shit inside so maybe it. It looked like, yeah, it looked like delicious candy. But yes. then did, I, I like the effects when they were reaching in and pulling it out. Yeah. Like, like, that was that was an effect. That was like what was that? Was they, that the they, real cranberry? It's a cranberry. Cadbury. Cadbury. It's cranberry eggs to make them right. Cr- Cadbury. Cadbury. <laughs> Moistenered. <laughs> They're very uh, moistenered. Um. No, and yeah, I, I, I think they just they just put colored slime in there. No, was I, was, cool. I was gonna say I think they're getting high as a kite eating this, but you know what? It's really not a far stretch from how I eat a Cadbury egg when I'm alone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, 